0: Hello, my name is Steven Adams. You're watching Thunder Basketball. I see the shots that I took, ay, wet like I'm booked. Ay. You jump sides on me, now you about to meet Westbrook. I've been Steph Curry with the shot, been cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Shot towns, B-Rose, moving the next, BK. I go from 6 to 23 like I'm LeBron. Me's KD, ain't no nigga that can shoot like me. Blah. I be ballin' <laughs> like my nigga Ma. <laughs> What the f- does that mean, Kobe Bryant? You're welcome. What the f- is he talking about? All right, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for coming back. This is the uh, third episode of the Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Orlowski, and this is where we just uh, we just talk about the NBA, the NBA culture, the news, the bullshit that's going on. We just talk about it like normal people, not like you know this is just real. It's just straight off the cuff. If you didn't know that already, why am I explaining this in the third fucking episode? I think you should get this by now. No, I don't know. Anyway, if you don't know now, you know. It's just a bunch of trash talk on this show, and it's uh, supposed to keep it a light. It's a good time. I've uh, I've gotten some feedback, and people seem to like it, so I think I'm doing something right, and I'm just trying to get better. But uh, as for the NBA goes, the big dog, the king, the one and only LeBron James. Uh, of course, he's on the Los Angeles Lakers now. He went there from the Cleveland Cavaliers in the off season. And he's trying to put together, he's trying to make a nice young team gel and have chemistry and hopefully be able to compete as soon as next year with with at least legitimate hopes. They could for sure make the playoffs this year, but it's probably not likely that they're going to beat Golden State, maybe even the Rockets if they get it together. The Rockets are actually doing kind of mediocre right now, but it's hard hard to believe that a team with James Harden, Chris Paul, Clint Capella, Eric Gordon, and so many other veterans and young players that are really good too. Um, it's hard to believe that they're gonna that they're gonna stay amateur, not not amateur, mediocre, and just kind of middle of the road and but for the whole season. It's just that's just not realistic. Those those players are too good and they've been in the league too long to to just lay down and die like that, which is kind of weird because last season James Harden won the MVP and apparently he's like he's it's it's not that he's not doing good I mean he's still James Harden it's just that they I just don't understand why the Rockets need to be 11 and 13 I mean like that record isn't terrible because we are well 11 13 24 we are only 24 games into in, they are only 24 games into their NBA season I'm sure Other teams have played more. Yeah, the Chicago Bulls, Hawks, they've played 25. So regardless, they are a little more than, everybody's a little more than a quarter way into the season. So by no means necessary is anybody's season over except for maybe like, except for maybe like the Bulls or the Phoenix Suns who their roster just isn't very good. And they just got a lot of young players, and they got some injuries, and they got a young team with little to no experience. And they're supposed to suck. They're supposed to be rebuilding. And then they get a high draft pick. But the Rockets are loaded with talent. And I just don't understand why why there's been such a regression. Because last year they were one of the best teams in the league. James Harden, like I said, he won the MVP. It's not that James Harden is doing bad. He's actually averaging 29 point eight points a game this this season that's pretty fucking good if you ask me <laughs> if you ask anybody that's that those are top of the line numbers usually usually nobody averages more than around that much usually usually caps out at a, around uh, 30 points a game but James Harden needs to become more of a leader I think for 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 this season to be, sav- be, be salvaged Chris Paul is obviously been a leader for his whole career. I mean he's the he's the point the point guard, he Chris Paul plays point guard and the point guard's job on the floor is to run the offense and just get everybody in line and they're basically the quarterback of of the basketball team when they're on offense. And James Harden plays shooting guard and he he, he has played point guard in the past, but now that Chris Paul is on the team for the past uh, three or so years he's just going back to the the two guard and i think mike dantoni is doing a i think mike dantoni's been doing a pretty decent job i mean didn't i think if i'm not mistaken he won the uh coach of the year last year yeah he was coach of the year last year and he and he won it in 2005 um but so it's it's not it's not that mike dantoni's a bad coach he he obviously knows what he's doing because last year their their offense was was phenomenal and it was because of Mike D'Antoni and his system and how they played. Obviously it helps when you have the MVP of the league score in 30 for you, as well as one of the all-time greatest point guards and a nice young center who you just signed to a contract this year, Clint Capella. And they just don't seem to be getting it. And maybe part of the reason, maybe, just maybe, maybe part of the reason that the Rockets got off to such a such a lackluster start is because they signed Carmelo Anthony. Now, hang on. Everybody knows Carmelo Anthony at one point was the premier, well, definitely one of the premier scorers in the NBA. He was an offensive juggernaut, and he could not be stopped. He was phenomenal when he was on the Nuggets and uh, when he was on the Knicks early on the first couple of years. Um, Excuse me. After, after his time with the Knicks, he was traded to uh, Oklahoma City, where he couldn't really find, uh, find that same rhythm that he had before. Uh, he was starting, he was coming off the bench at times, and he was not happy. He still felt like he was a starter, even though he wasn't putting up the same numbers as he was earlier in his career. And Carmelo has always had that kind of uh, that ego complex. He's always kind of been, in my opinion, a selfish, selfish player. Kind of doesn't really care about the the whole team. And and I mean, here's the thing: that's if you play basketball for the money or the financial or the financial longevity that it gives, then that's that's completely fine. If you want to, if if that's if that's your focus, if your focus is making as much money as possible, and it's not um, making sure that your team is winning championships, then. That's your decision, and that's completely fine. But the fact that Melo has said in the past that he wants to be a part of a winner, and he wants to be on a contender, and he wants to win a championship and get that ring that he's always wanted, he's not willing to compromise and come off the bench, uh, for instance, because he's, well, because he's, compared to what he was, he sucks now. Carmelo is not very good anymore. The NBA has, has changed the way that it plays the game. And he could probably fit somewhere as a power forward. Maybe off the bench, of course, but it just doesn't seem very it just doesn't seem very likely that he's ever gonna reach that that point again where he's a dominant player. I think I think the I think the ship has sailed on on Melo. And the ship is starting to sail on Dwayne Wade as well, and obviously Chris Bosch for reasons other than other than basketball cannot play anymore and I only say that because those were the three players taken as well as LeBron James in the uh in the first couple picks of the uh, 2003 draft and LeBron is the only one who is still just cranking it out 15 years later but that's just the kind of player LeBron is and he's not normal so it's not really it's not really fair to compare. Well, anyway, LeBron is reportedly interested in bringing Melo to Los Angeles. I urge you, LeBron, do not do that. I know he's your friend, but Carmelo Anthony cannot be put on that team, and ex- and you can and expect things to work. Now you can say that. The Lakers have Lance Stevenson, they have JaVale McGee, Rondo, they have Lonzo, they have all these characters that have these larger-than-life egos. If you want to throw LeVar Ball in there, too, you can. Um, but they ha- they have all these larger-than-life personalities, and they re- they call it the meme team for a reason. They-, they have, for the most part, been able to gel and play decent basketball. I mean, Rondo is going to do-, do his own thing. He's always going to contribute and put up numbers in some way, whether it's scoring or assists or rebounds or steals. He's a true point guard. But I think Melo's mo, his whole career has just been, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just here for myself. I'm here to score. I'm here to score, uh, score buckets. I'm going to shoot the ball whenever I think I can make it. And if that means that we lose, then, then that means that we lose. But hey, I'm padding my stats and I'm going to the All Star game and I'm getting money, so. And that's, like I said, that's fine, that's fine, but you can't say that, but you but you can't do that and also say that you're for winning and you want to be on a contender and that's all you care about, because obviously it's not. And lately, Carmelo's just been a big distraction to whatever team he's been on, with the Thunder or the Rockets. I think his time is just up. Time is just up and he doesn't really realize it, which I understand, because he's been playing basketball his whole life and now now his skills are diminishing and... This is probably the first time since he was 5 years old where he he didn't have it. He didn't have it anymore. It happens to everyone. Father time is undefeated. But if the Lakers do decide to bring him in, uh Magic Johnson needs to put a um needs to put a clause in his contract saying that he needs to wear a hoodie <laughs> the entire time he uh he plays. Uh, I say that because if you if you do not know Carmelo Anthony, um, he's known for practicing in hoodies just to build up a sweat. And, you know, I'm not going to explain fitness and all that shit to you. But he wears, the, he wears the hoodie during some practices. And the first few times that he did, he was killing it in practice. And he was, like, scoring every bucket, scoring a bunch of threes. He was unstoppable. And this was, like, a year or two ago. So that's where Hoodie mellow came from. So as long as he wears the hoodie and just goes gangbusters then the Lakers can sign him but other than that I think I think it's time to I think it's time for either Carmelo to go somewhere and just accept his role because if he goes to the Lakers he's probably going to want to start if he's on the team with LeBron unless LeBron convinces him otherwise regardless it's either time for Carmelo to reach that compromise and accept his role, or, frankly, retire. Because those are the only two options that I see. But he has to wear the hoodie. Just like Kyrie Irving has to have a buzzed head. <laughs> so, Kyrie Irving is the point guard on the Boston Celtics. He used to be on the Cavaliers with LeBron James. At the beginning of the season, he had, he had an afro that he was growing out, and he, had, and he was wearing the headband. And to start the season with the long hair he wasn't the Kyrie Irving that we're used to seeing for whatever for whatever reason. Maybe it was just coming back from injury or or what have you. But it's it's kinda it's kinda interesting that uh some of these players they they change their hair or they wear an accessory or they take an accessory off and it just like changes their game. It's 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 you know, it's it has nothing to do with their with like oh like they have powers or something but it's just it's it's very it seems to happen a lot it seems to happen every season and it's you know it's just fun for the fans but when he had the long hair he only averaged 14 points a game and now now that he's got the short buzzed hair he's averaging 25 and he's back to he's back to his normal self he's shooting 12 percent better from the field he's shooting 42 percent three-pointers except um not except uh, despite shooting 24 to start the season, 24%, and he's averaging 6.7 assists as opposed to five from uh, the beginning of the season. So he's like he's like the reverse Samson from the from the fucking Bible. <laughs> Samson had um Samson had all of his power and his strength and his hair, and once that got cut off, it was uh it was chitons. Uh, that I probably just butchered that story. I haven't cracked open a Bible in a while, but, uh, <laughs> oh, well, what are you going to do? But yeah, buzzed Kyrie, hoodie, mellow, uh, LeBron James used to wear the headband full time and, uh, during a finals game, it got knocked off and he just <laughs> went gangbusters and took over the rest of the game. So there's headband LeBron, no head, no headband LeBron, headband Klay Thompson when he scored, uh, when he scored 51, was it 51 or uh, 54? either way it was against the bulls and it was rough to watch <laughs> god it was rough to watch but uh clay thompson is just an offensive juggernaut and sometimes there's just nothing you can do to stop him he can be kind of a diva sometimes but i mean when you're on the warriors and you're in the nba and you're really good i think you can be a little cocky but you don't want to be too cocky and a dick you know clay actually clay thompson recently uh, was asked about a couple years ago when the warriors and the cavaliers were in the finals the cavaliers after they won after they came back from three after they came back from a uh, 3-1 series deficit you need to win four games to win the series the warriors were up 3 and the cavaliers had one win of course and cavaliers came back and won they won four straight and the Warriors were the butt of uh were the butt of all NBA jokes for for the for the entirety of the following season. But the Cavaliers, after that happened, they made cookies that said three one lead on them with like a tombstone and it was like a Halloween thing. And Clay Thompson was, you know, I guess a little butthurt about that. And then they asked him recently, like they, they brought it up for some reason. And Clay Thompson was like, yeah, look how that worked out. The Cavaliers suck now. LeBron leaves and they suck and all this shit. And he's like, you know, he called them, like, fucking losers or fucking bitches or something. And, you know, Clay, when you were being butthurt about fucking cookies two years ago, I don't think you have any room to talk. Should you really be the first one to bitch about them? Should you really be the first one to be like, oh, yeah, we're on top now? Anyway, uh, one more quick story before we... Uh, before we wrap this up, uh, if we have, uh, if we have a little more time, uh, I'll bring up a couple more things, but the bit, the last big story, Um uh, yesterday, uh, December 6th, Rudy Gobert, he is the center for the Utah Jazz, he's one of the best players in the league, definitely one of the best centers, um, he is a defensive stalwart, and he is seven feet tall, I think he actually might be seven two, either way, dude's a fucking monster, and yesterday was very it was a very interesting game. Um, he was ejected two minutes and forty seven seconds into the game. That's the fastest ejection in the NBA in the last fifteen seasons. <laughs> also, he committed a personal foul on the jump ball. Um, if you've watched basketball, then you probably know that they start the game uh, in the middle of the court, the two tallest players, usually the center. The ref throws the ball in the air, and the first one to tap it back to their own player, you know, you win the jump ball. It doesn't mean anything, but it just means, you know, you get possession first. Not too important. But apparently he got a foul on that. <laughs> so he had a personal foul on, on that, and that was just one second into the game. So that has to be some kind of record, at least a Jazz record. But another thing, another thing real quick, the Jazz, in their first six minutes of play, so first six minutes of that game, the team committed five personal fouls, They got one technical, and which a technical is, you know, like you curse out a ref or you throw a tantrum or like you kick a ball or something like, you know, something that causes the flow of the game, I guess, to be interrupted. All in the first six minutes. But the funny thing about what Rudy did, he had just received his second personal foul and this was in of course the first six minutes of the game and the first quarter and when you're a starter and you get two fouls early on in the game that pretty much is a guarantee that you're going to be taken out because you are at risk to getting more fouls and fouling out of the game early on so then the team doesn't have you for the whole rest of the game if you have uh if you get six personal fouls in a game then that's an automatic ejection not really an ejection you can still sit on the bench but Either way, you can't play anymore. And Rudy Gobert was a little upset, and he walked over to the uh, scorer's table. There was a cup of water sitting there, and he wound up and slapped it. Now, to me, that is not the biggest deal in the world. NBA players have done far worse things and not even gotten fouled. I think the officiating yesterday was just fucking abhorrent and that was the reason that he he got the t- the the first two fouls in the first place which caused him to be that fucking upset to slap a cup of water a cup of Gatorade off the off the scorer's desk. There's the NBA the NBA refs you know a lot of people complain about a lot of people complain about the refs and the umpires in every league, let's be honest. It just seems that in the NBA sometimes they just call a whole lot of just little ticky-tack fouls and just bullshit that that you know that that if you're playing on on blacktop or or whatever that nobody would even pay any mind to nobody would be upset everybody would understand it's just you're just playing the game you're playing tough and that's another criticism about the NBA that a lot of people have nowadays is that it's it's soft and they there's there's no defense and like and yeah while while some of the, while some of that is true you know you, and you can, you can have your own definition for for what soft means I'm not saying that the league is soft I think that the league is very exciting and I think that what uh, what modern NBA basketball is it is a lot of scoring and it is it is very exciting. And that's kind of the draw that the league is trying to bring in, because <clears throat> the NBA has kind of become the the most popular the most popular league, maybe in the world, just for how how much of a reach it has. Uh, NBA is huge in China. NBA is big in Europe, even though they have the Euro League. Uh, NBA is big in Mexico, Canada. They have the Toronto Raptors. So the NBA is obviously very global, and. I think it's actually starting to take over the NFL in America because the NFL it seems like every week there's there's just a new controversy, whether it's whether it's Kareem Hunt uh, assaulting that woman or some NFL coach saying or doing something. And you know whether and not even just the one isolated incident of Kareem Hunt. There are a ton of uh, domestic violence cases. Uh, ranging from Ray Rice, of course, Ray McDonald, Greg Hardy, um, Ezekiel Elliott um, was accused, and the investigator, the woman who investigated the uh, the the lady who was claiming these things against uh, Ezekiel Elliott, um, the investigator found her to not be credible. Her her stories were messed up, and apparently, it was just uh, it was just a hoax, and it was just a ruse. But e- Ezekiel Elliott still got six games where just a few years prior, Ray Rice was seen on video knocking out his fiance, the mother of his child, knocked her out cold in the elevator and dragged her out, and they gave him two-game suspension. They gave him two games, and they gave Ezekiel Elliott six games for just being linked to domestic violence. So the league has the domestic violence issue going on, and of course the anthem protests which um which hasn't really been uh a, a big talking point this season. I th- I think uh I think the league and uh the networks are trying to not cover that as much. I think they're just uh skipping over the anthem and not showing people who who do decide to kneel if they do. And actually the NFL has kind of put a kibosh on that, basically saying that like if you do kneel then you're not gonna play or whatever, which kind of sucks because you should be able to to voice your opinion and protest. I mean, if it's peaceful, then who cares? You know, you, you, you may not agree. You may not agree that uh, kneeling at a football game is is the appropriate place to protest police brutality, but they have a platform. They are these big stars. Colin Kaepernick. He Colin Kaepernick was big at the time and obviously he still is, but they have this platform, and they have the ability to show that, you know, this, this needs attention, this needs to be brought to the light, and, uh, I think this turned into a football podcast for a second, but the NBA refs have been calling Tiki Tech shit forever, and it's probably been one of the biggest complaints about the game, just in general, and it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago, I think it was 2001, 2002, where, uh, the lakers and the the los angeles lakers and the sacramento kings were playing in the western conference finals to go to the nba finals and the there was a head coach not a head coach there was a head official uh, tim donahue who was in charge of fixing those games and rigging them so so that the lakers won cuz he had he was betting on them and he had money in it there's definitely been a history of corruption with the uh, with the nba and their officiating and just like football, they've started to call more things as as follows and penalties, and it just stops the flow of the game and it takes away from from what the game you know from, from from what the game has been for for decades. And some of it, some of it is to ensure the safety of the player, which is good. But some, but like the the roughing the passer in NFL, where you know if he just gets pushed. I guess as soon as he releases the ball from his hand and he gets pushed by the lineman and quarterback happens to fall down, that could be called as a penalty. We've seen it happen to Clay Matthews on the Packers. As much as I hate the fucking Packers, you know, it's happened happened to Clay Matthews in like three straight games. If that happened to to Khalil Mack or, you know, another player on the Bears that I like, I'd be pissed. And people in Green Bay should be pissed. People all around the league should be pissed because if that happened to your team, if that happened to your player, then you'd be pissed. You'd be pissed too. But at least the NFL doesn't have those replacement refs anymore. <laughs> so yeah, Rudy Gobert slapped a cup of water and got ejected. Uh, he fucking slapped the water. Who cares? Give him a technical. Don't throw him out. That's just fucking stupid. Remember when Tim Duncan got tossed for laughing on the on the bench? He wasn't even in the game. He was just laughing, and he was laughing in the direction of a ref, and they fucking threw him out. Oh boy. Um, uh, we got time for, uh, just a little bit more. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins on the Warriors is throwing down alley-oops in practice. That's cool. Uh, they should be at full strength soon. Hopefully, uh, Steph Curry can come back and they can show the world what they're made of. Why did I just say that? Nobody wants the fucking Warriors to win. Fuck the Warriors. DeMarcus Cousins can go to a different team next year and not have a ring for all I care. I know that's why he came here. He got offers from other places. But he came here to win a championship and bet on himself, and I guess it's going to work. That's his decision, and he can do what he wants. I'm not bashing him. I'm just tired of seeing the Warriors win, (laughs) and I think everybody else is, too. But they did do something cool um, recently. Uh, Kevin Looney is a a forward for them, and he uh, recently had his high school jersey retired. And the Warriors, Steve Kerr and all, (laughs) Steve Kerr, KD, DeMarcus, they all tagged along with him and surprised the school and... Made a day out of it, so that was kind of cool. Uh, but uh, but still, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's uh, I think that's enough for this week. Uh, this has been the Basketball Podcast episode three. I am Brandon Orlowski. You can find me on social media at Brandon Orlowski. That's Twitter, Instagram. You can find uh, Basketball on social media as well. Facebook is Basketball Podcast. Instagram is Basketball Podcast, and Twitter is basketballin'. Uh, Bool I n and that's the show. If you have a question about the NBA and you want it answered, you can uh, just message me on any of those uh, on any of those platforms. Also, you can uh, send it to the email basketballpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandon Orlowski. Thanks for listening. All right, thank you. Take that for data.